1: And we're live in three, two, one. No, we're not live. That doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Slap it. Slap, slap it chop. Up. Yo, welcome back. This has just uh, been a 90-episode audio
0: test, apparently. Should, so. we, should we do, like, the cheesy-ass radio guy voice? <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> we finally fixed the audio for all you listeners out there who are... S- thanks for sticking by yeah. with, <laughs> with the fucking... Putting up the audio and down the audio. Yeah, when, when yeah. There's highs and lows. You know, we apologize. You know we what? are technically
1: brain damaged. I don't know how to...
0: No, but you know, I realize it's not our fucking expertise. Well, yeah, that's what we're produ- just... Producers? Like we're F- Therapy
1: is too expensive. We need to ha- do a <laughs> podcast to talk to each other. We don't know how to hug because we're both men. And we just, we didn't know how to do sound. So we just pushed buttons for literally 95 episodes. And, and most of it. them worked. See, Remember that one time with your friend, what was his name, Sean?
0: Sean. Which one, Sean?
1: The bald guy, or a oh. shaved head? And the, we didn't. The audio failed entirely, and we just used your Scott. phone audio. Scott, Scott. yeah, there
0: and we we made that work too. Yeah, it was actually a. F- yeah. But it was such a good podcast. It's hilarious. Oh, we got to get him back on yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to have a redemption for that last fuck up. <laughs>
1: I hope something goes <laughs> wrong again because but he could really sink into the belief that he's cursed. Somehow. But that's it.
0: So Scott, my buddy, you guys heard the podcast. Him, if you didn't, go back. But
1: please go back and check the podcasts. A lot of them are great audio, and the guests are amazing. We're just we're gonna hit a hundred with no fucking guests. Like it's kind no, of no,
0: one hundred. We're gonna do a nice part for sure. A hundred, yeah, but ninety nine then. Anyway, yeah.
1: please, I interrupted you.
0: No, but it just Scott's character. He's one of those guys that like brings a lot of chaos, but fun chaos, like. there's always something happening with him or something going on so the podcast being what it was where my laptop died or (laughs) I didn't plug in the laptop and then (laughs) then the fucking so the laptop died and then the camera died so it was just like this hilarious disaster but I was managed to pull in all the audio from one camera and then jack it up on the yeah. on the program so there was some type of audio but good thing we had
1: a guest yeah. good thing we had the second audio yeah. that's what you should tell him it's true fucking
0: yeah. scott but in our defense he did come over at like 10 p.m to start the podcast so
1: wow i don't remember that it was a late it no was wonder a, we were all fucking laughing and yeah shit, it was bro. a goofy time man yeah that's great <laughs> fuck man but you know what's interesting i gotta listen to that again
0: i started thinking because my i don't know about you but i noticed we're getting a little bit older in life I noticed my short-term memory has always been bad, but Uh, I notice that I'm starting to forget a lot more than I guess what's happening is my brain is just getting busier with present stuff and future stuff, and then Uh. things that were so clear are kind of becoming more distant memories, and sometimes I just forget. So then looking through our old podcast list, I I didn't forget our guests, but I just forgot those conversations.
1: Oh, it's a huge vibe, man, for sure. It's crazy. I I don't relate, but I do that's the (laughs) the (laughs) dumbest thing i could have said but like i you're talking to someone who hasn't smoked weed in like 15 days and my memory is through the roof compared to what it was yeah and i do seem to have a good memory it's like for for random things but i'm also very scatterbrained and paying like whatever you're paying attention to you will remember but i think what you're experiencing i hope uh is early onset (laughs) (laughs) i love how we both went for it no it's that you're you live a lot you so you learn a lot of new things and you functionally physically are deleting old shit i think the brain needs to rewire and reconnect yeah
0: but i don't think that's a negative i just think no but sometimes for me it feels like a negative because it's scary when you forget things but you know what that's just the game
1: yeah, I guess a lot of our perceived identity is our memory. You know, that's a big conversation in like philosophical uh, milieus, corners, if you will. If yeah. you're not French inclined, pardon my French, uh, and yeah, it's uh, it can be nerve wracking in general. You know, you're getting older. All those all those conversations, but. I, you know, some people they talk about how like you you move out of the your hometown, you know, and you don't remember all the little things because Mm. you you lived a life, you lived three lives, you know. So then you like Rogan talks about it, like coming back home and people are like, "Hey, remember this? Remember that?" Mm. And it's like, "No, man, I don't," because like I I've had a I've had two thousand conversations with professionals, and and I've had like I I I do this thing and I do that thing, and I and I have I have four kids
0: and fucking you know like. I'm busy. It gets busy. It gets filled. The the library gets full, you know, and you put a lot of shit on the waiting list.
1: But not in a pompous way. I mean, like you're, it's it's so, it's humbling and there's, I don't even know what word to use. There's such a weird feeling when you do remember Mm. and you have like this, oh shit, like that's still in there. You had to scratch at it a long time. It's
0: weird because sometimes a song could play and then I'll remember the fucking whole lyrics to this song because I used to sing it when I was a kid. And, like, one of the songs is Colt 45. You remember that classic? My like Afro Man? Colt oh, 45 yeah, 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 yeah. and two zigzags. I know the that's whole song, song by heart. It's, like, it's such a crappy thing to have in your mem- <laughs> memory that's just taking up all the space. But you know what? There's so many good memories attached to that song.
1: Wow, music's magical, though. That's true. You know, true. like, that's why they use jingles, right? You know, like, you, you're you going to remember the, the 1-800 number because they yeah. gave it a little doop ba beep you know? But, like... <laughs>
0: think about that
1: storage use that 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 thing is keeping (laughs) i don't know because it's like muscle memory it's like a Mm. cascade you only need to remember like to open the door you need to know where the door is or what the code is to the door you know yeah and there's a lot of things like that that i know that and it it's it's pure repetition you know and Mm. if you really repeat and have long-term memory then you can just recall it whenever you want but like uh the example i always use is uh, is pie when I was in high school I was like oh I'm going to sound so smart if I remember like numbers of pi and one 3. of my friends at are is all I got uh, 3.1415926535897932384626488 something something it's 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 like a it's a my lips Not are bad. dancing but I don't do remember really the numbers
0: it, or you just memorized like I my brain I go 3.14... point.
1: it just comes yeah. but if I forgot 3.14 for some weird reason and maybe it's a bad example but you know what I mean like I, as someone who never learned notes and I'm playing piano mm. and shit and I'm just fucking around, I will forget entire songs that I spent days remembering, mm. days learning because I can't remember how it starts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it just it unlocks, it falls out of you, you know, and you're you're like possessed by the the time that you put in.
0: Yeah,
1: but I guess there's a crescendo. There's like a there's a point where you go over that hill and then you, the time has been really well spent, and you maybe always have to go back. It depends. But muscle memory, man, it's, you know, they say it's like riding a bike, right? Yeah. That's that's a real
0: thing. Well, it's like when you just served me the rapé, it's like you, you... Oh, I
1: I literally said it's like yeah. riding a bike.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's like
0: riding a bike. You remember the, the steps. It's... Yeah. I don't know if it was on Huberman's podcast or just Rhonda Patrick. She was saying that I think at 30 years old, your brain starts to decline in terms of what, like... I yeah. I forgot what happens, but it's like now you're you you you're going on this peak and now you hit the peak and now it's slowly on the descent so that's where optimization becomes so important like yeah what do
1: they call it neurogenesis it's is a lot easier when you're a kid yeah and but you're forming that's, the, that's the point is it neuroplasticity
0: I think it is what uh,
1: it? well that doesn't decline much mm. that's what uh, Huberman talks about there's definitely this crazy downtick but you can still learn a new language and this and that yeah. you know some things will have grooves and you know we have a lot of bad habits and we have some good habits I am very musically inclined.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have not practiced in years. It's just there. But, you know, if I need to I don't know, like learn like relearn like like arithmetic, you know, like yeah. algebra, it's always been stiff. I never went over even close to that hill. So it's it's like I'm kind of starting from scratch, but you never really are. You know, when you get there, you go, oh, yeah, you know, like kind of like I was talking about those old memories from childhood. Like, yeah. like you will surprise yourself. And sometimes it's at the very last minute the very the the fucking 11th hour or whatever the expression is you're there and you learn this whole thing and then you go oh yeah I knew all that like I remember and then you start remembering like the environment in which you learned it because the memories are all connected you remember the teacher that showed it to you it's fucking nuts but you don't need all that crap that's why you forgot it in some weird way like I don't believe there's like limited
0: storage in our heads but I I mean there must be it's funny because I was going to my client this morning and I was walking in the hallway of this office building and then there was a smell and a smell that brought so many memories of like i think from elementary school like this it, the best way I can describe it, it was a the smell of like um like food from the cafeteria, like that kind of like cafeteria style yeah buffet ish where they kind of <laughs> slap it on with a spoon <laughs> and and you just you take what they give you kind of thing, you know it's like fucking just chicken beans. and beans and whatever like that food. smell <laughs> yeah it's like chow time, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I that, made sloppy joes. That's, They're extra yeah. sloppy. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but that smell brought up so many memories of me as like a young kid. I had like these little vouchers that your parents would buy for like the school lunch. That's literally prison, bro. But that's that's how it was. It was yeah, like
1: fucking uh, what's that called? Commissary? Like the
0: points? Yeah. Like yeah. Your little. But they would get like in the mail. Like your parents would pre-buy like your meals so uh, you, they just pay a fee at the school like a 100 bucks for the uh, for the semester or whatever and then you have lunch for a couple months
1: so you know where your money's going it's not bad so
0: <laughs> i while i was walking <laughs> in that hallway i just like went into the, my memory and i just remember being a kid with my fucking tray getting two chocolate chip cookies and the whole meal and that smell is what brought that memory <sighs> back but yeah. that memory was gone bro yeah dude i it's like i pulled the book off so the hard. fucking uh like the the shelf but it's like it
1: fell on your head more yeah 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 because i didn't even pull and it, it out of dusty. my dust. yeah it just punk And you're like, oh, yeah, I own
0: this. Like, I must own this. This is my memory. That's the beauty of these kind of things. Like, I guess that's what people call as nostalgic. Like, things... I forgot which where Mm -hmm. I heard this, but, like, there's obviously good restaurants you can go to and things like that and, like, incredible meals. But you can't replace the nostalgic feeling you would get from going to like your favorite pizza shop when you were a kid. Even though the pizza today is so shitty but you're eating it it's not just the meal you're eating it's the attachments to the story around that pizza shop. Like for example there's a pizza joint across uh, down the street Pizza Walat. It's like such shit pizza. Like my friends always laugh at me because I go there all the time. Is that the place where you get sick every time you eat? Uh, There's many places. No. (laughs) (laughs) No but this is like like Scott would be, if he was here, he'd be drilling me on this because it's it's such a crappy joint. <laughs> but I went there for years with my dad, with my parents. It was like pizza night we would get from there. Okay, so yeah, like yeah. this place is so valuable to me and it's so good because of all the memories that are coming with it. And I don't think yeah. you can ever replace that.
1: No, man. Like you, it's again, I'm like uh, back to muscle memory. You go in and the, the level at which the doorknob is, you know, the colors that hit your eye, the, the grooves in the floor
0: everything you know all, and, yeah and
1: you walk in and there's this visual uh familiarity you know the angles are all the same you know maybe maybe things look a bit smaller a bit because you were you were smaller when when you were younger you know like it, it, there's it can be surreal and and extra real like hyper real and kind yeah. of and that is a that's a kind of nostalgia i guess when i think of nostalgia i really think of uh video games and shows and stuff but i guess that's because a lot of my childhood just had that yeah you know, but uh, I definitely, I like, I know what you're saying. I can think of a lot of places, a lot of McDonald's's, See, you McDonald's. See,
0: McDonald's uses that to their advantage because all their stores almost look identical, no matter where you go in the world. I,
1: I definitely... I agree with you. The fries in India were the same. It was creepy. But not even but just the
0: fries, but the environment of McDonald's had the same feel. like, And it still does, but it's all brutalist now
1: because they actually changed them all, right? It's all, It's all. all. It all looks like this modern look. Yeah. If you go, I don't know, I don't remember where it I is. I wonder
0: what an old school McDonald's would look like. There's
1: still one, dude, and it has a tree inside. I forgot where it is. That's it's in pretty Montreal. Cool. Dude, really? you go in,
0: it's the old school
1: with the fucking weird arcade in the corner yeah. and shit. It's not the big like uh, jungle gyms there, but it's uh, it's an old McDonald's and they didn't change the outside. They still have the fucking hut looking, like the the roof, That's you know, that iconic look. Now it's this gray with black lines with the big red. Yeah, it's very modern. And it's all straight lines. It's, uh, there's no home feeling. It looks like, oh, we're living in the future. Like it's fucking, uh, what's that movie, Gattaca? Where everybody dies? <laughs> it's a very depressing movie. <laughs> but the thing Spoilers. is...
0: Spoilers! They didn't... <laughs> spoiler. They didn't... It's a, good, um, it's a great movie. They didn't... Change it abruptly. It was a gradual shift. So I think, was
1: it? yeah. Well, the at look least, was, or the the different locations.
0: Well, the the way it modernized. It oh. didn't like happen over day. They just changed McDonald's design. I think it was like a slow drip, at least for me, because when I go to a McDonald's, even though it's all modern, it still feels like. Well, I mean... There's a lot of memory. We're in our
1: 30s. I mean, the yeah. it changed like 20 years ago. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, there was yeah. there was the McDonald's we grew up with, and that's thick in our memory because that was the first, like, 10 to 15 years of our lives. Yeah. But it has been changed for a long time. I just didn't see the gradual change. The inside looked nicer first. Well, I, I could say that because I used to
0: work for McDonald's, so I... I Did I s- you? Yeah. yeah. I it didn't know that about a, you. Yeah, it was my first job. Uh, second job. I was a counselor at first job, which is mind-blowing that they would use me as a counselor for kids, but... <laughs>
1: But they call them, You were a camp counselor. Yeah, I was. I yeah, was like I don't know why. Fourteen, why they 14 or fifteen, counselors.
0: like a camp counselor. That's a weird name. Summer camp.
1: You're a fucking outdoor babysitter. <laughs> I don't know what to Just it's the same job. They Just make sure they don't drown. Way more than yeah. than an indoor babysitter.
0: Dude, I was. Let's go on a little tangent here. But I was a camp Please. counselor at this. So I I was like a fifteen year old crazy kid, you know. And I was in I charge of all the, these. I remember the stories. <laughs> I was in charge of like these this group of like six year olds, and then they switched me to this camp called Singerman Camp, and it was kind of like uh, I don't know if it was a punishment, <laughs> but they brought this camp. They just literally it was like for low income households, I guess. Oh. Cool. So they just let anyone in at any fee. So oh, just, I see why the punishment on your yeah. like you were not ready like everyone these was kids. afraid of Singerman. Like everyone wanted to be part of Park Haven because Park Haven was the camp with the swimming pool. At Parkhaven pool, so you would go to the pool like four or five hours a day. Oh, it was man. so chill. You just go in the water. You know, the kids loved it because they're at that point. It's the Get lifeguards' the poor job.
1: kids the fucking pool, bro. That's the anyway. But
0: even Singerman was able to go to the pool every day, but only for a small period of time, like an hour a day. Uh-huh. It's because Because it, we'd had to. We were all in the same triangle shape uh, vicinity, so we'd walk. Singerman was like let's say a kilometer of walking to the to the pool, whereas Parkhaven was stationed at the pool. So anyway. Um, they kind of let anyone in. So I had this, this camper. He was named, what was his name? Like, uh, uh, some Russian name. I can't even think of it, but he didn't speak a word of English. Can we pick a random Russian name for the
1: rest <laughs> of this story?
0: <laughs> I feel like it was like Ar- Artem or something. Artem. I'm pretty sure it was like something like Artem. All right. Artem it is. And he didn't speak English or French, just Russian. And I'm like thinking now, thinking back, what a liability that kid was. Cause... You have no way of communicating with I don't even think we knew his name. I think we just called him Artem or something. <laughs> and his cousin was in a different group, but his cousin was his interpreter. So <laughs> <laughs> So we're 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 consulting uh, with his cousin who's like a like a ten year old and Artem's like a five year old or six year old. Like it's oh. such a disaster. And we would sometimes we take and like a you're bus. Yeah. we are like 15, 16 at that point, and we're trying to tell him like we have to go, but all we can say is like da or niet, da or niet. That's all we knew. And this kid, like, what a liability! We're going on field trips, and like you have to kind of direct this kid who has no idea what's going on. Put
1: a leash on that kid, dude.
0: And I think at one point he even got lost. It was just such a disaster, man. And then he we probably came him. back
1: with like a deer. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah, like I don't know what a. That well that comes back to that was just a tangent but that comes back to that era of me working at McDonald's and just seeing how it slowly shifted.
1: I'm glad we came back to that yeah. because everyone I know who works at McDonald's is a little crazy and really hardworking and that tracks. You you have yeah. you got a you got like a little you got like a little testicle of crazy you know <laughs> you got like a little something in there but you harness it. Yeah. You're a you're a mule, bro. You're a hardworking motherfucker. So uh, now that I know you McDonald's, yeah. Like if at anyone listening and you don't think you're tough right now just go take a crash course and and holy shit life is crazy and just go work at mcdonald's for a week Just it was go wild just do it do it for you or if you have kids bro great first job i i th- this girl i i've probably mentioned her already on this podcast and she was she she killed at my last job when she like she, it's like a call center and mm-hmm. you, you the sales are not like a big part of it it's more customer service and she just crushed so bad in a year she was like training people Mm -hmm. in the sales department i was so impressed and this girl was young man she's like i've been working at mcdonald's since i was 15 and what i hear now is i've seen some shit (laughs) like that's all i hear now
0: well mcdonald's is just pretty much turning you into a fine-tuned machine for the machine like it teaches you about procedures and input and output and like mindless work in a sense where it's just like follow the procedure and then you'll be a great worker bee
1: well, there's a lot of reward to that because yeah, there's in so the system, much, right? Like that's the definition of standing on the shoulders of giants. It's mm-hmm. like here's the formula, okay? Yeah. Like yeah, you're making burgers, but like you're making ten burgers in ten minutes. And you're following know? Like, it's kind of impressive. procedure and you're yeah. following
0: the chain of command, which I can see the value in it. But and teamwork, yeah, exactly. But but for <laughs> for my kind of personality, where I'm smelly. so out of the box, it didn't it didn't jive with me. I never got I never moved up the ladder in that field because I like in my mind, the procedures were there and I was just always in my head, I'm like, these procedures don't mean shit. Like, I can just fuck around a little bit within the constraints of the restaurant. Yeah. So I never, I, I never showed that I can be the worker bee in that setting, you know?
1: Yeah, you've always been independent from like the, excuse me, I have to burp a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to cut it out. Don't worry. No, <laughs> we're <gonna work> it. <laughs> Um, I just—it's like an amnesia burp.
0: Well, yeah. What the like fuck was I talking about? <laughs> worker being and just following or or in being independent, actually. Oh yeah, I we'll was yeah. Well, yeah,
1: like I, I'm, I'm. I, it's another a layer on on the surprise. Yeah. To, to picture you in a fucking one of those paper hats. Yeah. Or whatever you know, and just <laughs> That's like the visor. Yeah, just doing like just doing like the 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 like the mayonnaise pump. You know that gives you that exact amount. <laughs> Yeah, and I, then the rap they do super fast, you know? Oh like, man, <laughs> I was a, I was
0: a king at rapping. It was it was good times. But like within those constraints, I would fuck around and have my own sense of independence and never was molded into this machine.
1: I have two questions for you. One uh I'd love to know anything positive that you learned from that experience that you can think about now mm. because you probably haven't thought about it in a long time. And two, did you get a bunch of free
0: McDonald's and you're totally sick of McDonald's now? Uh, I love McDonald's. <laughs> I still yeah, eat that it it. It's drugs. It's, it's not an food. incredible. Yeah, but it's an experience. But <laughs> that's where I think why McDonald's is so good, and I think it's, it's genius on full their of end. Crap, not too. But I mean, f- sugar, salt, fat, baby. I mean, yeah. But Wendy's is sugar, salt, and fat. But sometimes McDonald's is the number one choice. Yeah, Wendy's doesn't give you withdrawal. I still love. I still love Wendy's baconator is number one sandwich forever for me.
1: Yeah, I love a I love
0: a fast food place that gives you like chili or
1: beans or something like I a little fries
0: and and the bacon. Here. That's what like I like the
1: get. Harvey's has like the mushroom mm-hmm. burger. You know, like for your vegetarian uh, delight.
0: For anyone listening, and for you included, I got this through. Uh, I'm listening. That chef, Maddie Matheson, Ma- Maddie Matheson or something. He's a that sounds really familiar. Yeah, he's like he's like super fat chef with tats all over. He makes like the really fun, good uh, recipes on YouTube. Maddie Matheson, I think his name is. Anyway, uh, he gave me this tip in a YouTube video. And you go to Wendy's, get a Baconator, a double Baconator, extra cheese, pickles, and onions. Put that shit on. It's the best sandwich you'll ever have.
1: Uh, extra cheese, pickles, and onions?
0: Extra cheese, add pickles, and onions. I
1: put pickles on everything, dude. I, I, When I went to A&W, they had the, the, the tiny, you know, like their kind of value menu, whatever. And they had the little chicken burger. Mm. They put uh, uh, pickles on them. And it was like the best thing I ever had. Just it, just, pull, it it just pulled the whole burger. thing It
0: belongs in a burger.
1: So now when I go to McDonald's, it has been years. But now when I go to McDonald's, I always get the the junior chicken, and then like I might put another burger in it, and they, they call it a McEgg bang, I mean, bang Bang. You know? yeah, yeah. We call it a McGoggins because my friend Goggins <laughs> made it up like in our in our friend circle. But anyway, <laughs> I never go on the machines. Not, I mean, I, I don't like the idea of machines replacing people, you know, because of the value of working at McDonald's when you're young, like I just said, mm. uh, and also other <laughs> obvious reasons, but I can't add pickles on that sandwich yeah so uh, the automation has cornered me so now i have to wait in line which most of the time who cares or you go to the drive-thru and i go put bacon put put put, uh, pickles on that bitch and fuck man i I just it just opens up that burger (laughs) it just opens up that sandwich is it a burger because it's a chicken burger is a burger a type of sandwich or is it a sandwich now because it's not a beef burger
0: I, I mean for simplicity simplistic terms it's a burger but it's a burger a it's chicken burger
1: yeah it's the buns <laughs> that make it a burger it's the look
0: but coming back to uh whether i would eat a lot of mcdonald's back then and then stop it just it made like at, at some point because i was training a lot at that so it's funny because i was working mcdonald's from 15 till 18 let's say and at the same time i was building my personal training career at like 17 18 and then I was I was training clients and then working at McDonald's and I'm like, wait, there's a huge contradiction here. <laughs> so then that's, that's when
1: fl- I was uh, <laughs> yeah. like a moral quandary. That's I remember <laughs> You're that. Making people fat and skinny at the same time. So
0: that's when I quit, but uh, during that personal training era, I stopped eating McDonald's completely for like the last year at McDonald's. I started getting disgusted by the food, but went right back to that that dragon but the thing is get some later what I think just yeah. talking about it <laughs> dude we're, this is a paid ad <laughs> podcast by McDonald's if you guys dude, have guerrilla marketing yeah. <laughs> but so <laughs> what I'm saying about McDonald's I think ties into what I was talking about that pizza joint is Nick, McDonald's is genius in terms of how it set itself up where you have the happy meals for children you have the main meals for adults and Either then the healthy
1: menu now the coffee have, menu the, the drinks
0: and then you have the senior meal for like senior discounts so when you're in your later years you get the muffin and the coffee oh is that a thing yeah so what they think what they cool. did was they created a type of environment that you'll be going there your whole life you'll start you'll have all these memories as a child happy mm. meals toys wow. so it's embedded in your mind that oh this is like a this is a fun outing like i'm getting a toy with my meal so now you're going to be a forever customer because it's always going to be embedded in your mind as you get older you want to take your kid to mcdonald's or you just you have a nostalgic view of that place and then when you become a senior you remember mcdonald's because it's so embedded in your memory you go for a coffee and a muffin
1: that's really intense, man. It's right. like a place to congregate. It's got free Wi-Fi. Exactly. Like, you're right, dude. It's There's so very, many
0: very intelligent how they form themselves. So it's it's not just a takeout spot, but it's like a life journey of of thinking of where you want to go somewhere. You'll always have memories tied to McDonald's, assuming your family brought you there when you were a kid.
1: Bro, I have so many. Dude, when my brother came back, he was gone for like four years and he comes back and it, and it's the first thing we got. I don't know why and then it's me and my brother and my mom my mom had picked me up from from work because I didn't have a car for some reason at that time. And then he was in the backseat. He surprised me. And then, long story short, my dad wasn't there. So I, I say, let's get extra burgers for him and go home and all eat together. And my mom looked at me like, you're such a sweetheart. Like, oh, we forgot about dad, yeah. you know? And so now I have this fucking amazing moment in my life, but it's kind of connected to McDonald's. It's, wow, then. And there's, I mean, imagine all the drunken nights when, like, the one sober guy, I mean, maybe he was sober, but, like, the one guy drives and fucking and comes back with McDonald's.
0: And you freak out.
1: And it's like you needed, you need that, bro. You needed that. Oh man, one time the the power died, so we order. Me and my friend Jay, okay, we order the food. Then in when by the time we get to the window, the power dies. In the whole fucking block, we're in Rosemary, just and then the guy goes, yeah, we can't, we can't even open the register. Like we we can't take your money. Like we're nothing. He just goes here. It's free. Here, we made it already. Here you go. I was like, "This is the best day ever." We ordered like fucking forty dollars <laughs> worth of McDonald's. That's incredible. We we're so happy. Like, anyway. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just to just to your point. I'm sure anyone who hears like, you know, give me some happy McDonald's memories. Maybe there's some sad McDonald's memories. for sure. I don't there's know. A, there's but all there's of the above, lot. but there's yeah. a lot. And it's I think part of our genius. lives,
0: it's genius of how they form themselves. Is the Happy Meal, for example, is just so smart if you really think about it, because you're just creating future clients.
1: Mm. Well, it's hammered in like, well, it's, it's, the, it, it's, ha- the, the thing has been shaped like a, like a tool. Oh, God. Uh, oh, Jesus.
0: Did you take some Rapi yourself? We're, we're experiencing, uh, gastric difficulties <laughs>
1: <laughs> instead of technical difficulties. But, uh, I was going to say something, it's gone now.
0: This fucking burps, man. They just delete my brain. <laughs> that's funny but yeah i think it's just on their strategy i think it was just like a solid proof plan
1: that's what i was good c- thank mm-hmm. you for it. you brought it back so look the um, it's not you're loving it it's i'm loving it we got the jingle and then we got i'm loving it if you say that you are in the first person saying that you love it they thought of that shit the marketing is deep
0: bro even the colors the red and yellow are like i yeah. think red is like the number one color you remember and that's why, I don't know if oh this yeah, is myth or li- or true. No, but no, it pops out. Like blue, yeah. does,
1: blue makes you less hungry. And like green makes you, like, like things make you more aggressive. Like there's, there's yeah. a big, fa- big, red and yellow actually, specifically.
0: Yeah. So it's like, it's just such a deep strategy of so many layers. But it's not even
1: those obvious uh, choices. It's like, it's over time. They evolve also, mm-hmm. and then they go. Okay, fine. We have salads now. Okay, you wanted a fucking poutine, we got a poutine. You know what? Some crazy assholes he, like he said. Let's have a teriyaki chicken poutine or something. Yeah. Tastes like trash, but those fries, bro. I don't care. <laughs> it's actually not a terrible poutine.
0: Yeah, no, it's pretty shit.
1: It's a but it's McDonald's again, right? It's like it's yeah. its own thing, but it's not bad. The sauce is not like like bad, and the fries. It's always I think McDonald's we're picky because
0: we have we're in the heart of the poutine. So in terms of yeah, the world, it is p- it's Putin country. Yeah, so, <laughs> so McDonald's poutine is like whack. At don't least don't censor me. us, YouTube. <laughs> we're talking
1: about a food, <laughs> yeah. not the not bad Russia man. Putin, 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 yes. Yeah, I love that stuff. Fuck. You mm-hmm. know, we had that idea. Don't, well, you don't, ha- don't mention it because okay. I still want to do it. All right, I'm zipping it. Yeah, we're not going to. I really want to do it. Actually, we're going to put it. Out it's there. funny,
0: because it I've been thinking about that idea the past couple weeks.
1: I would love. Okay, well, we won't. We won't talk about it now.
0: But if we do do it. Do do
1: it. If we do do it.
0: <laughs> if we do do it, stay tuned. <laughs>
1: stay hungry, my friend. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you have other topics or anything you want to talk about, but I literally have been taking like, r- notes of random shit and putting it on, it. it on my phone. I don't... like. I'm, I'll find... Is there anything that comes to mind? Or did, were you not finished talking? I like, mean,
0: I the nostalgic... Uh, oh, well, I, you know, I asked you, though. The, um,
1: I'm really curious. I'm genuinely curious. Like, is there anything... That you think that made you a better person. Obviously,
0: there's a bunch of stuff, but like anything, you can look back
1: on and be like, "Yeah, I learned this." Or maybe someone you met. Anything.
0: Mm. I think uh, what it gave me was to work under pressure and to handle stress like that, because Mm. it, it is a very, as young as you are, and as basic of tasks that you have to accomplish and achieve. You're doing. You're you're dealing with a high volume of people. Yeah and you have a very strict time frame to serve each person. Like they want everyone being served within a few minutes of each other. And when the order is in, it's got like ninety seconds to be served. Like it's very strict and it's very structured in that sense that it it wants to maintain a standard. Mm-hmm. And that we we are part of that standard. So it's
1: not a crazy standard either. No. Everyone's forgetting shit in the okay. But, did, but like I think of like you're a 15
0: <laughs> year old kid and you have to serve this person in under 90 seconds, and you have to go to that, and then you look there's a rush of like 15 people waiting in line, and, and there's a little <laughs> clock next to every order. Yeah. Oh. And dude. there's a timer going, and you're not dealing with the nicest of people. You know. So no. The general public can be quite harsh sometimes. Did
1: you have like early shifts, like early, early?
0: uh yeah so then i would do this thing called brower which was like the dumbest worst deal but when you're young your your ego gets the whole of you because it's like you're dealing with the shipments so once a week you get brower which is like pretty much <laughs> the truck just unloads all their food for the restaurant and then you're just one guy just putting it in the storage Oof. and when i was like 16 i was i was i was I liked brower because it was physical but if you really think about it, it was like the worst deal, like minimum wage back then was like nine bucks. So it's a three hour shift, 6am to 9am of just unloading the truck. And that's Damn. like 30 bucks of work or 25 bucks of work, let's say. But yeah, so that was, there was something cool about that because I think that kind of sprung out the crazy in me where I'd wake up at like 5am, walk to the, the I live super close to the McDonald's, which was nice. But then you would do Brower, you're just like heavy lifting and you're just pretty much taking out the truck and putting it into the store. <laughs> so yeah, that that is a ten. And th- but that's your whole shift, though. So you don't have to do customers after. But then you can stay if you want to extend it, and you can do you can stay for another three four hours. But you're super tired after that.
1: What a what a contrast! Where you're working alone and you're just you know rushing boxes out of a truck. I'm sure there's a procedure there too, but yeah. you can, you're you're it's you're, it's a little more lax yeah but it's not because you have three hours to fucking do and then the, the job. store's
0: opening at eight, so you gotta finish most of the 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 so there's two types of shipments all the the uh you know, like materials like the cups the straws the napkins that's secondary you want to get all the meats in the freezer as fast as possible so when the store opens, you're not just watching some guy put all the meat in the freezer so there was a system involved it was just everything was time pressured so at like fifteen sixteen seventeen you're you're, you're not normally dealing with such pressures of like real life pressures, like prepping yourself and prepping a store to serve people. So it taught you a lot about just how to function under those kind of immediate pressures of time. So that was very valuable, you know, like a deadline kind of mentality. So in that sense, it was very good, you know, and I can take that because it taught me a lot about patience with people too.
1: Yeah, it must have helped you be a people person. Like a lot of my I mean, I did stuff similar a bit at Costco when I was younger, but like it's it's the pressure is not the same. It's just the pressure of the quality more, I think, because they're members. They're not mm. customers. But uh it's it's uh it's an interesting dynamic to be to be so young and to to be I mean, let's be honest, accosted by you know, like even if they're nice, there's yeah. seven of them in in three minutes you yeah. know and you're 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 labeled as fast food i'm paying i should be paying less for this shitty food because it gets in my hand fast i have to go to work where's the the sugars out of my coffee you son of a bitch you know <laughs> like it's a, like it's yeah. it's a it's a high and pressure you, situation you deal
0: with you also learn how to deal with people because like some co- customers are just going to be furious no matter what Mm. And you can create more tension. Like we spoke about before the podcast, like tensegrities of energies. Like if someone's giving you max tension of anger or whatever, you can respond with anger. And and what are you solving there? You're just, you're just creating a bigger fire. Yeah, it's a tug of war at that yeah. point. Yeah. And so for like a 15 year old to learn that and how to communicate when someone is like, I had like, dude, it was like thinking back on it, it was the dumbest shit. Like I had this woman, I think I messed up her, 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 her order. And then her husband starts coming. He's like, "Yeah, bro, you shouldn't work. Here. You fucking suck. You're a dumb fucking idiot." And I'm serving people at this point. He's just yelling at me. He's like a 30 <laughs> year old man. I'm 15. He's like, "You're a fucking idiot. Come outside. we will gonna fuck you up." And I'm dealing with the rush, and I'm just ignoring him. But like, had I went outside with him, what is that gonna solve? You know, I the rush is still there. The funny I get part my is ass you, kicked.
1: Yeah, but you think you could have taken him uh,
0: at that point? Probably not. No. Okay. No, that was pre martial later, arts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But We're, like we weren't throwing elbows yet. <laughs> but I'm dealing with like the high pressures of this this thirty person line, and I have this guy howling at me because I messed up his chicken order. Like he it was like a McChicken, I put in like a burger. And he just got so f- pissed. And I remember actually the thought process at fifteen. It was like this is his pain just coming out of me. Like I like he's probably pissed about his life, and his wife is yelling at him. You know, and that's pretty wise at 15 to come up with that realization.
1: I guess you had to, you you were in the mud, you know, like you just, it was real. Yeah. And you, and and even if it was an excuse at the time, even if it's just an accidental achievement of wisdom, in a sense, it's this valuable thing, you know, but you were just, you're like, I have a job to do. (laughs) I'm not going to go out and fight this guy who's twice my age. Like, it's, (laughs) it's just, it's, it's so, it's like, uh, what's the word, but it's like, it's so ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> you know that you have to f- like you find the the reality and the nonsense, you know, and and the logic of it all, even though it seems insane or whatever. It's I don't know, man. I, there's a there's so much you learned from that. It's, it's such a benefit, and it's not maybe like things you can write down. It's just like in your chest. You're exactly. You're you're more grounded.
0: And this is where I I see why I didn't fall into the system because I my personality type was not. I think I've mentioned this to you before. No matter what, even at a young age, I recall this feeling, but no matter what happens in life, I always have this feeling. I mentioned it to you before that at any given moment, someone might just pull off the goggles off of me and be like, we're done the game. Like (laughs) like this whole, (laughs) so like everything. I love you, dude. You make (laughs) me nervous with that shit. So like, no matter how crazy life can get, I always have it in the back of my mind that like at any given moment the simulation's over, and then you take off the goggles and you're like, wow, that was a fun time. Let's play Nate again. Yeah,
1: you're like, sorry, bro, we ran out of batteries. Yeah. Just give me a sec, I'll clean it. And you're like, what? <laughs> you yeah, know, one exactly. Time, one time you told me where uh,
0: I got nudged by my little brother in the in the <laughs> other world, and I'm just like, yo, I was the fucking, I was fucking, I was serving someone McDonald's, yeah. man. You know, I was leveling up, I was doing good, bro. It's a, it's a 10 XP weekend, bro. But so before you go, just That's the too real. so th- no matter what even at McDonald's, I knew, and this is where I didn't get pulled into the system is because no matter how crazy this, the, the objectives or whatever in the job got, I knew in my rational mind back then, I'm like, this is like $9 an hour. If, worst case, I just, I walk out. Like I was never tied into the, the system to the point where I became emotionally involved. Like, oh fuck, I gotta do this. I gotta, like a, I, was, I was always one foot place. in, one foot out kind yeah. of thing. So that's why I never excelled in that, in that environment. It's a
1: lack of fear. It's a, it's a you, like, it's a...
0: Lack of scarcity too, I guess, or... Well, the, for, yeah, I guess... I guess because the, the there were people there that were there managers for like 15 years and they they have kids and they're working there 30, 40 hours a week taking over shifts, just stressed about the employees and that's all they talk about and I never got pulled in because in my mind, it was just like, dude, it's nine bucks, I'll go to the next place, you know? So there's good and bad in there. Bad because I never developed that work ethic of grinding up the ladder in that, in that environment, but also realizing that that wasn't my environment. Yeah. You know,
1: that's a sign. I think if you're in like a, an office or a McDonald's, you know, you can learn a lot. I took calls for 13 years, man. I learned a lot. Some of it might not be useful. Some of it might've just been, I got to bite the bullet. It's a lot of time spent wasted or spent wisely is, is kind of a perspective issue at that point, at this point in the, in the present. But I never tried to be a manager, a trainer. I just didn't care. And it's like you want to throw labels on yourself like something's wrong with you, but like are you anhedonic? Like have you felt no fucking pleasure in your life? Have you ever smiled, you know? Like yeah. you're gun you must know there's something better for you out there. And maybe after 3 4 years like take the hint for yourself cuz people won't tell you that like it might take you years and you might get fired, you know? Like it it's uh it's it's kind of it's not obvious, but it's a it's a little nugget of, of advice, I guess, if I should be so bold.
0: But then we tie it into, like, Scott, who we spoke about before, and he played that game, and he moved up. He became team leader. He was getting to be manager, but then he used his position at McDonald's, as leverage, to work at the bank, and then worked up his chain at the bank, and now he's at a different bank. But, like, he followed that structure because it worked for him. Mm. And my structure was so independent, and it's not one's better than the other, but it just, you see how it, that kind of work environment can filter out the ones that are going to be good at in that kind of environment the corporate world and then the ones that don't
1: well they both have value i think for both of you yeah but there is one is better for you and one is better for him exactly and maybe he's wrong or maybe and you know like part of him is miserable or like every job has has misery attached to it or maybe you know one of you you'll change later and want that structure like who the fuck knows? Whatever happens, happens, man. We don't that's know. That's it.
0: That's the that's the wave of it, huh? The waves. The wave. But yeah. What were we saying before that? Because there was something I wanted to hit on. McDonald's. Scott. Damn! This is what happens when you go on crazy tangents? You just sometimes lose yourself in the conversation, my brother. Lose yourself
1: in the music. But yeah, I mean, I don't know the words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in essence. If I were to do it all over again, and this would be advice for my future children, the one thing I wish I, because McDonald's is very uh, specific in the skill you're learning, you're not actually learning much skill, you're learning how to function in that environment unless maybe you're managing or i guess yeah. there is a
1: lot of transposing skills but, but it's it like you're learning the blueprint yeah, yeah
0: you're learning the, you're learning the blueprint for the corporate world so that's why a lot of like corporate okay. jobs look for McDonald's employees to start up cuz they understand the chain of command but if i were to do it all over again i would have fucking worked at like an indian restaurant a sushi restaurant just to learn the the actual skill of that cuisine so that in my life as I get older I can make fucking bomb ass Indian food or that's a good sushi funny. so your gripe is that you you didn't learn how to cook it's just McDonald's how to cook. it's machines it's exactly like, yeah. it takes away all the creativity part of it Damn. and I get it you want to serve the same you want the same burger a year from now from a year back it should be tasting the exact same and that's the standard that they bring but how cool would it have been at like 15, you're just sweeping floors in an Indian restaurant and you're just learning from some guy's grandmother who it's her recipe. And now you know how to make a great fucking dal.
1: And now you speak a bit of like a yeah, b- yeah, some fucking Bengali words, yeah, And like then, you, <laughs> then you
0: work at a sushi restaurant and you really learn like the fine uh, details of the fish and how to cut it. Like that's what I would tell my, my kid in the future is like, go to these kind of jobs because these are skills that are going to be with you forever.
1: Yeah. Skill, but yeah, so it's it's skills and knowledge. Knowledge, exactly. Yeah, like that's it's a little more real world. Yeah. Whereas there's a there's a strong there's a hard thick bubble around McDonald's.
0: Exactly, uh, like you kind of want to bordain it a little bit. You know, go mm-hmm. to those like little shitty places, those little hole in the walls, and just find some fucking culture.
1: His last name should be a verb. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bordain it. Sometimes. You got to bourdain it. I mean, don't fully bordain it. Cause that's, I think well, he killed the himself. ending ain't so good, but yeah,
0: Bourdain it up into a point. Rest in peace, son. Yeah. But, yeah, no, but he like was, he was
1: a lot, a lot other than the obvious bad part uh, should be emulated. The guy he, lived, man. The exactly. guy Really ripped life in pieces and just, I uh, maybe, you know, obviously he was like running from a lot of pain, but, but fuck man, he lived, he knew so much. And, and I watch other cooking shows, or 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 review shows, restaurant shows, travel shows. They don't. They pale in comparison. The guy was like a grimy, uh, like down to earth poet. Yeah. You know, and he just he he was he was, like, there's a reason. I don't want to suck his dick so so hard. Suck it. But no, but it, it's just that there's a reason so many the people whole love world sucking it, bro. It's all good. And before he died, even, yeah, you know, a lot of people like when they die, it's like there's a bit of a an uptick or an uproar even, especially in his case, because it was such a fandom. But th- that's what I'm saying is that that fandom was already there because he did exactly what you're saying. Exactly. He bordained it. He boardained <laughs> it. I love that fucking <laughs> bird.
0: But, you know, like I heard a podcast or someone interviewing him is like uh, asked him, he's like, what is the perfect hangover remedy? And his response was just so wisdom, like wisdom filled, and so like it, in, it pretty much embodied his entire life into I that bet advice. I know what he
1: said, what? I, I'll guess. Okay, he, said,
0: he said, "If you don't want a hangover, don't drink.
1: No, no, no. If no, you no. want, if like, take the good with the bad. Like no, some you're deep shit. Like off on that one. No, he just said three, uh, three rye no, he, eggs gave, <laughs>
0: he gave, some fucking sound advice, and it actually makes okay, you want to drink get hung over and do that. Wow. Well, okay. He's like, he's like, hmm." The best hangover remedy that I do is some spi- uh, two aspirins, some spicy Szechuan, sh- a nice glass of cold Coke, and a nice joint. <laughs> it was just like such good. It was like, oh, he's he's fucking done this before. <laughs>
1: That is <laughs> and then you think years about it, of experience.
0: You think about it and it sounds like, fuck, I want to get hung over and try that remedy.
1: Szechuan, I would switch the Coke out. I'm not a soft oh, drink I love guy. Coke. But like a Bloody Mary or something, Like a little hair of the dog is always mm. nice, right?
0: But just the way he said it, it was just like a cold glass of Coke, spicy Szechuan, two aspirins, and a nice joint. And that's poetic. That's beautiful if you really think about it. That's a guy who's been out there, at partied hard, and then he had a nice... Yeah. fucking meal the next day and it was good to go.
1: There's always this like post something, something, you know, like uh, like Huberman talks about how we like adding on top of our dopamine, mm. you know, and it's actually a bad thing sometimes. But like, man, like, you know, like getting pastries when you're high or getting high after uh, or during a, like before a movie or getting, you know, like having a shower after you have sex. Like there's so many great examples of like the... It's almost like this cleansing, like this bath, mm. you know, like literally sometimes. There's val-
0: I think there's a lot of value in that.
1: I love it. I love a little reset and Dude. sometimes a little washing away, a little forgetting, sometimes mm. in a good way, you know, like it's it's a gift. Yeah. You know, we you know, there's that meme about like people who have a perfect memory and it's like if you have a trauma in your life, mm-hmm. at some point in your day, you live that again every day, you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, cool. I can remember like what I, what my mom wore on a fucking thursday seven years ago but i also remember exactly how it felt when the fucking baseball hit me in the side of the head <laughs>
0: yeah just too too much noise happening
1: yeah well a lot of those people are ocd as well so it's or on uh, the spectrum at least or so yeah yeah it's all it's all this it's, it's yeah. all mixed now
0: but yeah it's um fuck i wanted to say something else uh, wow there's a lot of that
1: today it's good we've got a little moments of silence it's nice it's it's a little ironic in the in that we fixed the audio, but now we can just kind of
0: <sighs> bring in the silence back into the game. Mm.
1: What are you guys thinking about? What's coming up? Run to our YouTube. <laughs> put comments. It's a little ad moment. Yeah. This we're not is sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> we're obviously not worried about the algorithm. <laughs> yeah. And better for it. I think for a hot second we were and we just realized that not only can we not keep up, but we, we wouldn't want to.
0: It came back. Nice. We're ta- <laughs> trust the
1: pie. Trust but you, but the silence. But you were
0: pairing things together like shower after sex or whatever. Sometimes a cigarette after sex. I don't do that, but I can understand the allure to that moment. It's appealing. Yeah, it's it, it looks great. It does look great. And uh, you know what? Oh, the look of it, yeah. Just, like, just chilling and having mm. a cigarette after sex. But there's one thing that pairs together for me forever and I'll never change it. Peanut and butter it's and jelly. That's classic. <laughs> but the nostalgia of going to the movie <laughs> theater... And for me, I have to get a large popcorn, extra butter, halfway and full. You know, you, you tell them to put the butter at the half and the rest on top. Oh, you told me about that. Oh, once. bro, it's a classic. Man, so they, you,
1: I gotta eat with you more often. <laughs> You're a master of like horrible choices, <laughs> but like you don't regret it. You're Excellent. like, this is life. So, so that's
0: that's my move. Anytime I go to a movie, and it's been a while, but like it's nostalgic. It's so deep embedded in me. Like a large ass popcorn, a large diet coke, and a bag of fucking M and M's. I
1: don't. I hate to be the guy that's like one upping you but like actually it's more of a suggestion and we should actually do this because my girl keeps Bringing me out to these mm. She doesn't watch movies Any other way We go to the VIP thing I like, heard about this No kids 18 plus I heard about this You can this. have dude, But dude There's you, like
0: reclining chairs No? Oh the chairs are so it's comfortable like couches
1: They're literally like Dude you can move the thing Like the armchair See, that's So how you can like be, Chill though, with your it girlfriend It should be an experience But then you have
0: like Chicken wings With like the best sauces
1: That's it You have real food man I mean it's fucking expensive there It's like but you really gotta go And spend like 90 bucks Kind of thing But
0: that's ritualistic almost. It's like ceremonial in a sense But it's an upgrade but it's like, adult popcorn. Need, I think <laughs> that's the value. I want weed popcorn. <laughs> but they need to bring that back into cinema because when you used to go to a movie, like in like the, I don't know, bring when, like that whole idea that it's an event more than just going to wow. a movie, but like it's an experience.
1: Yeah, now I feel like if it wasn't for the VIP experience, if I just went like that regular style, I feel like I'm like in an airplane. Mm. And that's another example of like, people used to wear suits and all this jazz you know and like and yeah. you used to smoke on the plane and like you know there's bad ideas and good ideas you know
0: but that used to be an outing like it still is but like that used to be the main event is you go to the, the you go to the cinema and watch the latest movie that would come in now it's just uh,
1: didn't that come back a little bit because of COVID you it know like, like we just feel a but little a, a bigger appreciation for it you know like a, a bigger necessity for it and, and a lot of that was taken away from kids too and they're gonna feel the same thing not mm. in a nostalgic way but like oh shit why are my parents dragging me out to this thing I could just play Fortnite on my computer or whatever I know this is some generic bullshit but like then they're there and they have such a good time and they realize the value of it and mm. actually I have an example of that I, I I didn't realize it, but like my friend took her her kids to this thing, and it was like a skating thing, and they were resistant, and they they loved it in the end, you know. Like they 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 were like they didn't see the
0: value of like a live show until they were there. It's almost like Inception in a sense, because you might have resistance to it in the moment, the whole time as a kid, but then later on in life, you're gonna have that ins- that that thing that's been implanted in your mind for sure and it's just like oh that was such a good time yeah you You know
1: like you lived it you know even if you're taking it for granted in the moment it could pop back in a moment and you're just like man I really appreciate that my mom did that or that my uncle did that or whatever like it's uh, it it
0: lands like we drove when we were young we drove to I was like 10 years old they drove my parents drove us to uh, Prince Edward Island which is like a three day drive and like a 90 minute bridge you have to I think it's called the Confederation Bridge cool yeah, I it's like literally that. ninety minutes it's incredible you you should check out that bridge like the pictures of it is, it's actually magnificent, but imagine just being on a bridge for ninety minutes just hear the because those little metal mm. uh separators yeah, but I remember in the moment I just fucking hated it, but now thinking about it like that's such a beautiful memory, and it's, so it's like it's inception in the sense where you appreciate it not in the moment but later on in life and I think as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine. These kind of events are so important for your kids, even if they don't appreciate it in the moment, because it's gonna it's gonna sit in the brain and cook over time. You're looking at the bridge, huh? Yeah, it's beautiful. Cr- you don't see the end. It's photos. it's so long. It's I think it's the world's longest bridge, if not the longest, what? Not number one. It's it's in the top. Confederation Bridge. Confederation oh, Bridge.
1: Gonna rename it because obviously.
0: But it's a like in the like. What kid is gonna enjoy being on a bridge for ninety minutes? Or sixty minutes, whatever. It's a long distance. They're, yeah. they're going to get so. But thinking back on it, I'm like, that was fucking cool, man. That's so out of the ordinary.
1: And it's uh again about that muscle memory, you know, like you might be driving over a bridge like today, you know, and or like you know these days, mm. and just that, like, like every time maybe you feel it's that nostalgic. you kind of go back to that moment in your life. So now you just like like bridges, yeah. You know, like my my friend, uh, my buddy Jay, like he he loves driving. It's like his happy place.
0: Scott's and the he, same way too.
1: He just zones out and mm. like you know he's he's a safe driver but he he he's like it's he he it helps him think it I don't know what it is and it must be something like that. There must it's, be something like that in the past exactly. Where it's like it it's it's a it opens something it allows something you know and it's I can I can rationalize it you know it's it's a sense of freedom. Mm. It is freedom in a lot of ways. You're on the road you're just on the highway. Maybe you don't have to think about it too much. And you know, you're alone in the car. You can scream, you can cry, mm-hmm. you can put on jams, you know, like, but not everyone. And I don't reach for the, the the keys when like I'm fighting with my girlfriend or something, you know, but like him, you just go and he comes back and his head is clear. Like he meditated.
0: Yeah. And the, so there's a lot of attachments to that act whether it's childhood or whether it's just getting your first getting your license as a, as a teenager and then driving for the first time mm-hmm. everyone who's who's been through that can relate that there's a sense of freedom going from teenager to having a vehicle and all of a sudden now the road is your is your uh, limitation you can go anywhere and that's very empowering for a young person to just grow up into so maybe that's where the memories or it can go way further back than just a a trip with your family you know yeah yeah But there's just so many layers to it and you can't replace that. You know, it's just that's the nostalgia that just builds. And nostalgia is very interesting if you really think about that mechanism of any given thing. We just attach so much. There's just so much attached to that given thing.
1: And reinforced over time because you enjoy it. Yeah. So it, it could add to the nostalgia or it could just grow it you won't necessarily have new moments to look back on but it just reinforces that that fluff you know like like playing like there's this game that came out recently well it was it's a couple of years old now i think but it's called tunic and it really plays on on nostalgia mm. but in such a f- uh, like an artistic way and it just feels like a zelda game but then you can actually pause the game and like look at a at like a, a little like a like a booklet like the old games mm. and in the game you actually find the pages and then you kind of decipher. So it's like a it's like a scavenger hunt. It's a fun game. But like you pause the game, and then the game zooms out, and it looks like you're looking at like an old TV, and it's all pixelated. And then you have this again in the game like this book that you're flipping through. That's pretty cool. And the texture and the 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 colors, the 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 front cover of it. Some of the pages are black and white. And then like you like the fl- like you actually flip through the pages, and you hear the sound. And I'm like, man, whoever made this game, like, <laughs> like that's that's like, clever. Or or, like it like they hit they hit, they really hit a note, yeah, but it, but will I remember tunic in a couple of years, or will I just remember Zelda? Mm. I don't know, actually, I really don't it's a good question, but it's not a it's, there's no pain there, it's yeah. just a fun
0: kind of thing to think about for sure it's I love that I love the fact that we as humans have these kind of attachments to things, and you know they grow over time, and just the layers become bigger and bigger.
1: I don't, want, I don't want to ruin your, your, your high, but like doesn't that also add to our resistance to change in a way? Like when, when they change a character in the Ninja Turtles. You get pissed. Or when they – because they're missing the point sometimes, you know? Or like we're talking about the freedom of having a car. We have a gas-powered car in a in a fucking winter environment where electric cars are not fully adapted in the infrastructure yet, we it's not as easy to move around. And then we have this idea of 15-minute cities and then you see these videos of like China where it's like Hunger Games. They have like fucking walls with fucking barbed wire and you have to fucking scan your face to, to boop like through a through a turnstile, you know? And then... <laughs> Soon they're going to be like, smile, and we'll give you a discount at Starbucks.
0: But I think that's the the practice of a Nietzsche. Like it's a, it's really nice to have these nostalgic ways, but it's also very important to give in to the change and understand that everything is changing. Even your memories of it are not the actual memories of what you're experiencing now.
1: That is a good... Uh Like you got to bruise your ego in those moments because you're, you're not correct. Even if you are, it's not yours anymore. Exactly. So in a, in a lot of direct ways, you're just wrong.
0: There's exactly. Yeah. And there's so many, like if you could snapshot a moment, like a nice picture, that moment is so different, even if like two seconds after. Yeah. And what we do as humans is we romanticize those moments and put it on like some pedestal in our minds and it's like a snapshot, but that doesn't even, like, that's just attachment to the idea of what we thought that moment was.
1: There's actually, there's a, I love that, dude. I got, I want to, I don't, I don't, don't want to jump into my thought just yet. <laughs> but so there's this show called Infinity Train. Please watch it. It's short and sweet. It's gorgeous. It's really well done. It's really smart. But um, there is, later on in the episodes, there's this, like, ability to go into your memories mm. and the, the, at first, the memories play the way you remember them. And inevitably, you get trapped in your emotions. But there's these glimpses of the real memory, like a kind of objective like truth. the physical. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to kind of, like you can choose to kind of look f- at the, like it's hard, it's tough, but you, you see the reality and you go, oh, you know what? Like it wasn't that bad. I shouldn't hate that person. Or like, no, I was putting that person on a pedestal. They're actually a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Or like, no, I, I fucked that up. And I thought it was that person's fault. And you, you just eat the shit and the and the good and the bad of the real situation instead of the story that you're holding on to, like you're saying. Yeah. And then they, it allows you to escape this kind of like quite quite physical prison in in the show. But it, it's a beautiful uh, metaphor, or not even metaphor, but it's a it's a beautiful way of of laying that out that I didn't even really appreciate until just now. Mm. Fuck that show is deep, man. I wish it would continue. I don't know, like. Anyway, I'm just gonna start ranting about <laughs> how people cancel the best shows.
0: <laughs> but there's some things that you just want to keep them untouched, and you don't need to, like that kind of ruin. Because it has a value. Yeah, but like, like if we were able to access memories, we would kind of ruin that nostalgia for a lot of things. It's yeah. kind of like yeah, going yeah, to right. a concert and filming the whole. Like I'll never understand that, but to each his own. People just film a whole concert in the concert, and then you watch it back, and it's it's just a video of. Yeah, the show that you were physically watching.
1: I think there was like a brain dumb for people for a while, but nowadays I feel like people are watching but also filming. They're a bit more conscious of how to film. But well. But then
0: rewatching that film, does but they nothing. don't watch it all. They just put a it's clip just on the, Instagram. It's just there, and maybe it's there to show the world that you're there. Okay, cool. That's but it. no one's sitting down and rewatching oh. the two hour concert on no, the phone. No, no,
1: no, no, no. I mean, like if my mom could. She would watch all the old, like, mm. uh, you know, she she had the big camera on her shoulder, which was so creepy. I'm like, I'm like, my mom's not at my birthday. Yeah. She's like behind this bright light, like, ooh, memories. And I'm like, I'm on TV now. Like, what the fuck is this? Like but maybe a, that
0: has value when we're like 70. Yeah, maybe. You know?
1: But that's, the, that's you know, I, I see what you're saying. Like, maybe my parents, like, don't, they're not as... Um, sentimental, and they're mm. not aware of, of like protecting the old technology, converting it to digital, or whatever you have to do, you know. But for sure, you can stumble on things, and you al- we always do, yeah. And, and and it might not even be the direct object, it could just be like a memory of a memory, you know, or something.
0: But like you're still here, so those yeah. memories are still there. But like in 60 years from now, okay, we might be we might be gone by that. Let's say 40 years from now, like looking at even this podcast on YouTube, like what the fuck kind of feeling that will be. I have no idea.
1: I think I'll <laughs> smile and feel a lot of feelings of, like, just memories flooding in and embarrassment, but, like, in a, not, with no shame, just kind of like, oh, geez. <laughs> but then also, like, a, a pride, you know? like a, I, Like, remembering the resistance I had mm. and maybe just remembering you and our friendship, you yeah. know? Like, our, will we still be friends? Yeah. Will one of us be dead? You know, like, the, there's so many emotions. It. So
0: there is value in recording the moment.
1: Yeah, but I guess there's all those... Like uh, what are the like all those detrimental aspects as well? That it's it's it. You can't preserve the moment. I guess that's why there's that the like there's that yogic kind of like the now is all you have for real. You know, mm. so you, there's so there your identity kind of has to be based in that in that fluctuating river of of reality of time and space. You know, like that's where yeah the no ground is the real ground in that sense. You know, that's that's a fake ground because it's literally kind of just reinforced by I almost want to say imagination you know and like you like we like you're saying like like expressing the memory reliving the memory you're reinforcing something creating something kind of fake or destroying it in some sense and and it's not what it was and so we you know we we laid out a lot of the value there but we also like we talked about like ninja turtles you know like the mm. this there's this one I forgot their names this these two guys who t- they were talking about like ninja turtles and they were talking about how the weapons mean something mm. like they never explicitly said that in the show and it was this really cool revelation of how each weapon is like a a, a lesson for the behavior for the character and i, I could go into it after a few you, mm. if you're curious but but like uh, just as a cheap example, like they if they they, they are always going to remake Ninja Turtles. It's one of those things that's always going to be good for kids, good for selling toys. They're ninjas, like boys love it mostly, some girls too. And then there's April, so there's like a kind of girl character who's like this intrepid uh, uh, journalist, you know. Mm. And then there's Master Splinter and like Shredder, and he's scary because you can't see his face, and when you do, he's got scars, yeah. and he's a good martial artist. He's fighting all four of them at the same time, and he used to know Splinter. Like all the main beats are going to be there, you know but maybe not the the th- that that understanding of the weapons mm. being these like actual life lessons that master splinter gave them because they needed to be balanced because mm-hmm. we all kind of do sometimes even though they're kind of exaggerated characters kind of based on the four humors you know like you're going to mm. have someone really angry really leadership like really um almost like just domesticated and yeah. and straight arrow. And then someone who just like, you know, like Mikey just loves pizza and doing flips on his skateboard <laughs> and stuff. And then the one guy who's like super intelligent and he loves technology. And like, the, no one, we can be all four of these things, you know, yeah. it's all metaphor, but but there's so much in that original IP that could be lost to someone who's just like, yeah, make a Ninja Turtles show. And it's like, okay, it's a show about Ninja Turtles. Hmm. You know, like it's, yeah. no, it's 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 so much more than that. But the ideas, I guess, I'm talking about will never be lost. Yeah. It's th- so that's where again the ego's got to get pushed aside. Like I, I can we can make our own story, or there will be other stories where there's something like that, where there's that depth, and it's kind of like what we're seeing with the internet. Like there's a lot of limits to places like YouTube and Twitch now that is actually stopping people from enjoying themselves, mm. not just the viewer but the creators, and mm. then they go to Rumble or like a Bit Shoot or or whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't make YouTube obsolete. That's what I used to think is that there was going to be this mass exodus and it was just going to be ruined. Maybe one day, but honestly, it's just you go somewhere to get what you want. And if you want some crazy guy ranting about conspiracy theories, it might be harder on YouTube for the guy to get away with certain things. And if you want, you know, like a fucking beautiful interface that's been refined for decades and go to YouTube, go find yeah. your playlist, go get the music exactly. and the movies and the YouTube does it all. You I know? think
0: what's happening is we're just getting more options. Exactly. And that's, there's no bad in that, you know. I it, don't think so. It doesn't like it's better than having a one stop shop, you know, YouTube where you can find everything. Like I there's a part of me. So here's where the ego kind of gets back in. And I think it's like that archetype of like that old Person saying, "Oh, back in my day, it was like this." Well, we are getting older, so the idea of how YouTube was, where you can go on and find the most absurd videos, and that was like you go down these crazy rabbit holes. Maybe it's better now, and we just we're just attached to that old memory. Like I don't know, maybe there's a lot of things that were filtered out. Is just better and worse. Yeah, but I think the ego comes in and attaches and romanticizes the old YouTube, and then forgets how valuable the new one is, and now. Now we just have a new option like Rumble if we want to go down some crazy lanes. Like
1: uh, yeah, you're exactly right. It's like a it's fresh again. Yeah, you know, like YouTube is a victim of its success. You know, and and it's yeah, it's, you said it perfectly.
0: I do agree though that the idea of like blocking out certain information and then putting putting a different a set of information that you choose is the is the re- correct one is kind of shitty. But maybe if we had the access to the old YouTube now, we'd be super annoyed with the interface and the what we're getting based on the knowledge we have today.
1: Or you'll just be bombarded by so much nonsense. Yeah. Like the, there's there's just too much.
0: Like and I used to follow Spirit Science. I don't know if you remember that channel. They're still around. Yeah, but back then they they're were talking really about some crazy absurdities. And honestly, in the moment I was young, I was like fifteen, sixteen, eighteen. 20 and it was like mind-blowing that we may have come from mars and and, and then the recommended stuff <laughs> yeah and just go down these video? crazy yeah, rabbit right. holes and then end up with dr greer talking about him catching an alien body like and then turns out it was an aborted fetus like like maybe it's better oh, yeah. what is that weird thing yeah huh? that small yeah barely yeah, was just an aborted. that so well like it, it it wasn't a fetus because it was
1: it had like f- matured bone structures but it was obviously a human. Yeah. That's what people never mention is that it's obviously a human and it just had a deformity or something. Yeah, like something maybe it like might have even been alive for a couple of like moments after it was
0: born. But you know this is back in the uh, Rogan anyways. days when it was live on uh what was it when Rogan used to live stream what was that platform? Uh it wasn't Hulu it was like uh it's like a guy's name like Doug TV or something, something. like that. <laughs> I remember I waited till like 3 a.m. because of the California wow. time. Yeah. I fucking don't remember. Uh, but I remember waiting. I had school the next day. It was like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I was watching Dr. Stephen Greer because I was so hyped up for it. You know, it was like Rogan podcast, like 300 or something. Yeah. And it was live and I was freaking out. I'm like, the internet's going to crash. This is over. he's going to destroy the whole narrative. <laughs> and then I realized help. like 40 minutes into the podcast that this guy was a fucking charlatan. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hey, man, that's 40 minutes well spent. Yeah, it was definitely a huge lesson. I'm like, this guy's full of shit. This guy's fucking full of shit. He was talking yeah. about the Disclosure Project, and he had his value. I mean, he brought a lot of big names together to talk about.
1: And the whole thing with the app and the
0: seeing the lights and stuff, yeah. like, that
1: happened to me once. Not with the app, but like... Yeah, but so then you look into in it,
0: his course, his thing, because he would bring people out into the f- into the desert and uh you just had a drone up there, or something? something like that, but it was ten, it really it was like I don't know, but it was like ten thousand dollars to go and do it, so what a fuckhead so it, when you start peeling away it, it, this guy's full of shit. It's like, yeah, oh, we can thing. I'll show you the aliens, but it's gonna cost you ten grand, <laughs> so with that kind of <laughs> with that kind of money, who knows what kind of light show he has in the background, you know, yeah, yeah, you're right, so oh, that's twisted so by just because of the course of time, we were able to filter out the bullshit so. That's why I'm saying if the old YouTube was here and you have all that, that, that information to your disposal, you kind of be like, this is nonsense for like 80% of the videos you're watching, you know?
1: It's funny. Actually, that just made me think of just a little bit of a tangent, but, uh, you know the Netflix special that, uh, Graham Hancock came out with?
0: Yeah. Ancient, uh, ancient civilization, ancient apocalypse. Yeah. So it's amazing.
1: Well, I'm sure it's good because I've seen him talk. Well, I know his work for years
0: before, so this was just, for me, it was nostalgic in the sense of, like, seeing a friend.
1: Okay, but uh, you're not going to like this. Mm. There's a guy on YouTube who's, uh, he's, like, in his 20s. You know, he's a young archaeologist. He's he's a, uh, it's a min, mini, no, minimum something. I can't remember his name. he he, he has a lot of shorts he talks about archaeology he he just calls bullshit out on a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. sometimes he's a little he's a little too no nonsense you know but he's but he's got a great open mind honestly i really love this guy Mm. and i can't shit on him at all he's very educated he's still learning and he's just he just wants to kind of be grounded you know some people they just kind of pick a side Mm. and he he still has an open mind so i got to give him that credit but he is literally one by one picking apart each episode and he does a good, he does a good job and I I haven't watched them. So it's like, I feel like I'm getting leaned into like, Oh, this special kind of sucks. I feel like I should watch it first and kind of like explore my, My my bias, you know, my love for Graham Hancock first, but then he just has these forty minute like these like he de he just decompiles everything the guy says, and he's like, this makes sense, that doesn't. This makes sense, that doesn't. He he even has interviews with people who were on the show also, Mm. and they were like, I didn't know they Mm. were gonna use what I said that way, you know. So it's kind of got like the ancient aliens vibe a little bit, but it's just got the Netflix money a little bit.
0: But I think that's important to have that kind of discourse. You know that's gonna get us closer towards the real truth.
1: And I, I for me, it's kind of tough. And maybe I pat myself on the back too hard, but hopefully, people more and more are challenging their beliefs. I saw that, and I was like, "Fuck you, bro!" I love Graham Hancock, and I was like, "Oh, I, I felt mm. that." And I loved his other videos, so I clicked on it, I watched it, and the only thing I can complain about is that whoever edited that video is a fucking asshole because the guy, the guy gulps water throughout the, the thing, and they could have just cut it out. But in instead? the
0: graham hancock show or no 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 in okay. the
1: in the guy who reviews yeah. it there like you could just type in graham hancock he'll probably be like the first or second or third uh uh thing but he they like zoom in on it and the audio like goes up you know like you just hear the gulp and for someone like me who just like i i get like annoyed with repeating sounds i have like yeah. this misophonia thing you know whatever you want to call it i bro i just i was like i love this <laughs> But like shoot your fucking editor, <laughs> like <laughs> shoot
0: him in the fucking back. Ah Says the guy that burps on the air.
1: Yeah, no, that's the that's I am I am a fucking <laughs> conundrum, bro. I'm an enigma. But but
0: <laughs> I never finished the Grand <laughs> Hancock documentary. If I
1: met me, I'd be annoyed with me. You're, exactly. You have a good point, man.
0: <laughs> but I want not And also, is he gonna have to redo that whole take because of the gulp? <laughs>
1: No, just cut it out. Okay. They yeah. edit it so like it's, it's like they zoom in well, on it. They have all these cuts in the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. not like a single take. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it is, but there's all these cuts. Or maybe you know, it's like,
0: 50 takes. He's like, you just fucking keep it <laughs> <laughs> in the in the editing room after. He's no, no,
1: watch oh. the video. They they okay. emphasize it like okay. it's it's like um uh, it was funny the first or second time, but it's like through it's like for after 40 minutes, I want to punch my mm-hmm. screen. He's trying to and I know that's meme. not everybody, but like. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man.
1: I could I couldn't watch it at some point.
0: But the Graham Hancock documentary, I, I stopped watching it about like episode 7 or whatever, or 6, I think there's 8. And uh, I just got the vibe like I already knew most of the information and I got the vibe that Graham is a little bit holding on to every thread of his like he's he's a he's a victim of his own bias because he wants it to be true so bad. And that's fine. Maybe it's not, maybe there's a point I truly believe most of his work is onto something but he's a human. I hope so. And I think having his documentary out there and then having people like this guy debunking it or trying to debunk it or bringing uh, bringing explanations that may have not been said in the document. This is the problem with documentaries is you will never get both sides in one show.
1: That's true. I mean it, it is like a docu series on Netflix also like but they're going to make it it's his fluffy theory a bit. It's
0: yeah. his idea. It's well not history but the theory he's presenting. And it's only about that. It's not showing the alternative, which is, I think, you need that kind of, of stuff to have... Pigeonhole. The, yeah, you need to have the, the opposite opposition do their work and present their their point.
1: That's why podcasts are their own medium. Like, you can have somebody go on and, like, interview him long form and he'll probably end up on Rogan again and someone will be debating him. Yeah. You know, at some point, hopefully soon, you know? Instead of Randall Carlson and they're, like, they're, like, you know, like, kind of like a one-two punch, you know? Like, it's amazing to hear them talk and they're so smart. But it'd be cool to have someone be like, hey, what about this? And, you know, it makes me think of something that's been in my head lately. I feel like sometimes I go like, ah, uh, kids today, like you said. And it's actually just us. Mm. It's not kids today. Like, this guy, he's saying like, oh, the the mainstream archaeology, they don't believe what I say. And, and then the guy in the video is like, what are you talking about? Like, we, we like... This is baseless. This makes sense. We've accepted this. This is just not true. Like it's like they lay it out in such a way and it's like this guy's like I don't know 50, 60, 70 and this kid's like in his 20s and he's in in the middle of academia with the technology that we have today so he can self-educate as much as he wants. Mm. When we get all uppity about like oh kids are on their phone too much and like they get it now. We're telling him something that like like they they get it. We're like, we're the ones who have the problem. We're Mm -hmm. trying to project it onto them like, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. And it's like, they'll have their own mistakes, unfortunately, and and we won't know how to help them. And that's what's, that's that's why it's hard to be. But that's what
0: we went through. Exactly.
1: And and they, they see us being morons and they go, I'm not going to fucking do that. And sometimes for better or worse, like my dad's a very hard worker, but he could be an ass. Mm. So I, I associated, I equated the two. I was like, my bro, my dad comes home, his his body's all broken, and he's a dick. And it's like, maybe I shouldn't work too hard. Maybe I shouldn't go out and be a, like a grunt mm. and understand how to use a fucking hammer and a chainsaw and all these things. And it, it, the I've worked with my dad, mm. and the only time, I, the only thing I really hated about the work was my dad. Mm. He's just like he doesn't have a lot of patience, and he. You know, it's like, why am I here? It's not safe. I don't know what I'm doing. He doesn't yeah. know what he's doing. Sometimes he just kind of gets the job done because who knows what what the reason is. And man, you know, he did a good job. He did his best. You know, I want to give him all the credit because he fucking he built empires and they they fell. You know, and some people were picking their ass uh, the whole yeah. time. But you know, I guess the the overarching point is that there there's there's like a like we're late to the party. You know, there's so like this this information age, this crazy wave of like everyone knows everything, everything everywhere all at once. You know, like that movie was about people being trapped in in eternalism and nihilism and then the parent having to kind of dive into that and be like, okay, like this just sucks. Mm. Let's be let's live the suck together so that it sucks a little less. Let's make the choice consciously. Because that used to maybe be so innate and so normal of just living your life and being consciously happy, consciously sad, consciously mad. Maybe not. Maybe this is just the most complex time on earth. But, like, you have to find ground or make ground and then stay grounded. Yeah. No one will do that for you. And, and and maybe we're projecting that a lot because we feel ungrounded, especially as we get older. And new technologies, new problems in the world, new information's. Uh, new problems in ourselves that we want to address in therapy or on a podcast or whatever the fuck and it's just it's it's a it's a it's a train man it's tumbling and we're, we're we're you can never catch up you know
0: exactly and i think it's exactly what you just said it's our projections you know that whole idea the kids these days it's just our projections of us you know of how we're feeling about our situation in the whole mix
1: I guess that's why we always talk, and why you specifically love cacophony. Yeah,
0: because everything we
1: are, or uh, maybe in a surface level, is is a projection, of our ego, of our past, of of nostalgia, of yeah. of trauma, and and when a clown gets on the the, the bus for the seventh time, it brings you, you into the moment. Yeah, you all of that goes and, and that story is gone existence yeah That
0: story is completely gone
1: and and it doesn't blip out of existence because you can see it now but you're not in it
0: you're blipping into existence yeah that's what's like happening that. It's just and that's the val- that's why i love cacophony shit like when you just poof, and now you're right here right now right here in this in you this moment
1: that, like you have like like you know that the, the w- satori is the word like these moments of enlightenment mm. you know like it's a little taste so that you can kind of know what you're going towards it's like we can induce
0: that mm mm-hmm.
1: We, in ourselves and each other
0: in so many practices that you can you can induce that
1: yeah like I, I i just thought of something so random and it was one of the first times i really had this like cacophonous like uh enlightenment that we're talking about this satori um my music teacher okay this guy might have been like a drunk his face was so red sometimes and he would yell at us sometimes he would get really angry like he he had some problems but we were also shitty you know like i don't i don't he wasn't like hitting us or something yeah. you know and we were we, we had some nut jobs in a, in our class, but um, one time my friend asked them the time, and he looks at his watch and he goes, "I don't have the daytime, I only have the nighttime," and then he just kind of dances away, <laughs> and like we we were like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs>
0: such a terrible joke
1: (laughs) no but like he was so pleased with himself and he was wearing like a trench coat and like a briefcase and and like a hat he looked like a gumshoe he looked like a fucking like 50s like
0: a detective you know he's probably high on lsd when he said that
1: fuck i don't know man whatever he's having i'm having it bro like he was he i just that was that's a story like Mm. that's that's my point is like that's that marked me but in the moment i wasn't like maybe as we get older i'm like that's a story yeah like i was just like Where am I? Why do I feel my skin all of a sudden? Like, I'm just so here. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. But I was laughing. I was, I was, my face was red. I was shy for him. You know, like, so many things were going through my head. Anyway. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, that had no point. It was just a fun example, I guess. Hey, look, did it get quiet again?
0: I think because you pulled away from the mic when you were talking.
1: Oh. Ah. Is that better? I don't know. I think it did something, maybe. Maybe a little bit. I feel bit like we were louder, actually. but I think we're still even.
0: I'm a little bit louder than you yeah, know. You,
1: c- you got cranked.
0: Oh shit, everybody. The audio problems are back.
1: I swear to god. Okay, we're gonna test it after this, but what it is a little bit I'm a I'm on the peak I, now. I think I lowered, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll just talk louder now. Yeah, Hello. You
0: definitely lowered. But two. either way, we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast there, I think.
1: Yeah, it's an hour and a half.
0: Really? Yeah, jeez two
1: twenty eight fuck
0: that kind of actually flew by
1: it did ladies and
0: gentlemen until next time
1: we love you lots thank you for any and all support we don't have a fucking patreon or anything because we're stupid fuck Uh, it (laughs) we'll do it live we're just gonna gonna keep doing it
0: till it's doing us
1: whoever has listened uh, thank you for your time please caleb caleb (laughs) all the caleb's out there we do love and appreciate you throw the comments throw share it you know and please we I definitely personally do I'm sure you agree encourage you guys so much to go back in our other episodes I love us talking personally I mm-hmm. hope you do too but just for the actual values of some of our guests of all the Gregs and all the all the people we had on they're incredible, and the institutes that they that they promote or that they created, uh, like uh, they they help people, and Absolutely. I just love that I got to speak to them, to all of them, and to our friends, mm. and like Mark, and, and yeah. just anybody who came on. So yeah, please, if you like any bit of this, please go back and check them out. Uh, th- it's it's all it's all gold. Stay curious. Stay sexy. Nope. <laughs> Stay <laughs>